Hello and welcome back to Analytics at ServiceNow with your host Alex Sanginov. This is Season 2 and we are excited to cover the ins and outs of a day in the life of analytics roles and their contribution in creating value to fuel the company's growth. In this episode, we're joined by Atul Shukla, Senior Data Engineer in MLOps, and Sibanjan Das, Data Science Manager, author of Hands-On Automated Machine Learning Book, and 2020 winner of 40 Under 40 Data Scientist in India. We are turning up the heat for this episode, so buckle up. Sibanjan Atul, welcome to the show. Thank you for the invite, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Nice to be here and participate in this podcast. Awesome. I've been looking forward to it. We just completed the day in the life of data science, and mm-hmm. I quickly learned that there has a lot. There is a lot more activity that happens behind the scene with the machine learning ops or ML ops for short than it takes the data scientists. So, looking forward to it. I have a lot of questions, so be ready. But first and foremost, you know, let's get started uh, with the basics. What is MLOps? Yeah, so uh, MLOps is an inherent part of data science, okay? Uh, like when you have just one or couple of machine learning models, you can manage it well. But, uh, you, you know, you can monitor it manually, derive what values you are getting out of it, do a lot of analysis over it, and can continuously improve it. However, when the number of models, you know, starts growing, this activity starts becoming difficult, okay? One data scientist or AML data engineer just uh, just don't sit over one model, right? They work on right. multiple projects and it's not, not logical, uh, you know, to request them for new development as well as support activities. And even if we do so, it's not a scalable architecture, right? So uh, this is something where ML operations or ML ops uh, teams comes into play, who uses specialized, you know, tools to track the models, uh, development lifecycle, monitor data drifts and value drifts, and carry out each and every activity to have our models stay healthy and operational. And this also includes managing our ML platform, finding out ways to enhance our platform capabilities so that we can streamline and improve our development processes. That is interesting. And I guess if you were to differentiate this from a data science practice, Uh how much of a difference is there? I mean, it's, 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 an uh, integral part of the data science team, right? In a data right. science team, you will have data scientists, you will have uh, ML data engineers, and you will have ML operations team. So together, all of them work to deliver, you know, ML projects, okay? And uh, make sure I that see. our ML models are operational and, uh, you know, businesses using those models. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm starting to get an, to get the picture of it. Can you describe uh, what does a typical day look like for uh, ML ops team? So uh, as part of our uh, daily activities, our goal is to uh, unify ML system development and ML system deployment uh, to standardize and streamline the the continuous delivery of high performance models in the production. So what we do, like we first understand the business objective and then based on the business objective, we uh, frame the ML problems and then go with the ML development lifecycle, which includes uh, 
now all three components, which is like data science, data engineering, and MLOps. So uh, one aspect that I want to highlight here is like we focus more on the risk assessment as part of the MLOps, where we know that the nature of the machine learning data science models are like black box, okay? Uh, like often models tend to drift away from what they were initially intended to do. So accessing the risk and cost of such failures is a very important and meticulous step. For example, if you see like a real life example, uh, the cost of an inaccurate uh, video recommendation on YouTube would be much right. lower than the compared to flagging an innocent person as a fraud, blocking their mm. account, declining their loan application. So right. our objective is to like, uh, yeah, uh, focus equally on all three areas of machine learning to keep our models reliable, accurate, and impactful to our company. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, the reliability and the explainable AI is uh, is definitely a part of MLOps. And just to what uh, you know, Atul said. Let me uh, you know expand on this. Uh, like when you hear of operations team, Alex, you might be thinking that it's a kind of twenty-four by seven job, right? But right. Uh, but MLOps is not just that. Uh, it's not always to be reactive. It demands us to be you know much more proactive and agile. Uh, right. Let me explain here. Okay, we need to okay. react to an alert uh, as and when get it, we get it. Let's like for example, let's say a model didn't execute on schedule, then okay. we need to validate why it didn't run, find the right. root cause, and uh, you know find the cause for the or find some workarounds. Okay, and our goal is to make it live as soon as possible. And based on severity of this issue, we need yeah. to uh, coordinate with data scientists, ML data engineers, you know, network teams, server teams, and other teams to make it happen as quickly as possible. And that is routine stuff, right? right. Now the proactive part is innovation. And uh, how do we continuously innovate to make this, you know, cumbersome process easy uh, for, you know, uh, for us? Uh, uh, we are part of AAML team, which works to optimize an organization's business processes and automate them using AAML, right? And uh, so the biggest, you know, innovation that we can bring to table is how do we automate our own monitoring systems? How do we monitor our own ML development and support activities automatically? And that's where we add value to our ML, uh, AIML team and broader analytics team as well. Right. So continuous integration, continuous development, continuous monitoring and continuous value realization are the key elements which drives the, uh, you know, ML ops team. Got it. So in the phase of, you know, monitoring and being proactive, mm -hmm. do you have an, another AI watching other AIs? Absolutely. We do have, <laughs> we, we do have ML, you know, okay. ML monitoring our own ML systems. That's a part okay. of the data quality system that we are using as a part of ML command center, right? So uh, yeah, if you want, I can explain more on that. Yeah, please. Yeah. So uh, so let me just, uh, you know, reiterate on what I have said, okay? Yeah. Uh, the main theme for ML ops is all about continuous integration, continuous development, continuous monitoring and continuous value realization, right? And right. Uh, to, be honor, to be honest, right, we are not still there here at ServiceNow, okay? Yeah. We are in fact in search for an, uh, an amazing uh, MLOps engineer having experience in managing enterprise AI models and platform. So what we are doing here is we are innovating daily. 
Okay, we have built a ML command center. As I said, it tracks yeah. out, uh, you know, automatically the business value derived from our ML models at a yeah. strategic, tactical, and operational level. We monitor okay. our value drifts. We, we monitor our data drifts automatically daily. Okay? okay, and and then we also have a ML-based data quality tool that tracks the input and output uh, of our tables. Okay, uh, the tables that uh, goes into our uh, ML models. Okay, and this is something what also we are speaking about, right? ML monitoring right. ML, right? So yes. we have, you know, and used anomaly detection methods and so on to monitor our own ML models. Are they producing the data that is getting inside, or the results that we are producing is of good quality or not? Okay. Okay. Wow, that is a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, many companies are doing things very differently and, you know, innovating or whatnot. Uh, out of curiosity, uh, what is unique about MLOps here at ServiceNow around, you know, the practices or whatnot? Mm -hmm. I know you mentioned, you know, we innovate on a daily basis Absolutely. and I'm sure, you know, other companies do the same, but how, mm -hmm. how would that, you know, differentiate what we do and how we innovate here at ServiceNow compared to the industry, the other companies, you know, you might've, you know, worked for in the past. Mm -hmm. um, or uh, in general, as what you hear from uh, peers in the in, within the industry. Mm -hmm. So, uh, primarily, the, what I said, right? We are building this ML command center, right? And uh, here we have our internal innovation, uh, and we are we are integrating in different tools here. Like we are using Grafana for monitoring our ML models. We are currently integrating our own service now ITVM tool for model mm -hmm. governance and tracking. And also we, we are, you know, uh, evaluating a lot of, you know, other uh, ML tool, ML ops tools that are available in the market. Okay. So what you see here, we are building as well as buying the tools to create a world-class ML command center. Okay. It's taking the best of everything building the best and also buying the best to create this Walkas ML ML uh, command center. Okay. Right. And, but, but you know what, uh, building this ecosystem has its own challenges, uh, but you know, Atul along with other, you know, great ML data engineers uh, who we have here at service now, they have done a great deal of work to create those data pipelines and set the, you know, in-house platform for us. So Atul can, you know, uh, educate more uh, on these the challenges they faced and, you know, how did they develop this whole, you know, data platform for ML Command Center. Yes, share. Yeah, right. So in addition, in addition to what uh, Shivanjan mentioned, uh, like, yes, we have the ML Command Center to monitor the, the, the value created by the AI models. Plus uh, the integral part of MLOps is the like CICD, continuous uh, development, continuous integration. And uh, for that, the main aspect of uh, in the data science team is to first prepare and transform the data. So to create the data pipeline. Uh, here in ServiceNow, currently we are having HANA, SAP HANA as a, as a data warehouse. Okay, and that are having some limitations. So we are uh, continuously in parallel uh, evaluating the other technologies, the Azure-based technologies also, uh, to make the uh, the data more current, more complete, more accurate, uh, 
and uh, be available as and when required uh, for any data science model. Uh, so those right. things are being evaluated. Also other technologies like Snowflake in the Azure, those are also uh, like uh, being onboarded and continuously like HANA is anyways there uh, as of now our current main production system, uh, which is supporting the, the models. So uh, from the data engine point of view, yes, there are complex problems, but uh, mm -hmm. we, along with the, with, the, with the current development, we are also uh, like uh, evaluating the new tech stacks. Okay. So this is, yeah. And uh, in service now, yes, we know that like uh, our objective is to make the impactful contribution in the AI-driven uh, growth of the company. So one more thing that we do as a data science, not as an MLOs, but mainly in the as an outcome of the data sciences, we are embedding decisions automation in a, our applications and dashboards. So basically, the AI ML output is going in the dashboard, and that is uh, being used by our stakeholders. Okay, and also we try to close the loop uh, there basically. So once we provide the recommendation in the models, we are also tracking how they are being used and how impactful they are. So that way we are closing the uh, closing the loop over there. So that is also like one unique thing that are being done in ServiceNow. Right. That's an interesting point because I, I remember from prior season, uh, Vijay, you know, talking about the value pyramid and how we measure everything that we do uh, within the analytics team. Now, I'm just, you know, curious, how do you measure the impact, as you describe a tool, uh, the impact of AI model? Can, can we double click on that? Yes, sure. So uh, as you see, like in the ML command center also, we, we we display like one value pyramid, okay. So we have divided that value pyramid, like values into three categories, strategic, tactical, and operational. And okay. uh, take any example, say suppose say account risk model example. So yep. they, there we show that, okay, in the last uh, four quarters or last N number of quarters, how, may, how much uh, like uh, the NNACV that we have saved by, by providing the account at risk earlier so that the uh, whoever concerned person like ADR or something can act previously. So we, we can be proactive rather than the reactive. So those kind of matrices we show. Right. Yeah, we show the, the matrices related to opportunities. We show the, the okay. operational yeah, matrices like uh, what is the usage of ML models within the company. So all like, like within these categories, we have divided the multiple matrices and that we are showing. So that's how we are actually monitoring the, the value added. Got it. I remember distinctly, uh, essentially the value pyramid, you know, the way Vijay, you know, simplified it was hashtag smile uh, or smiley face and dollar sign, right? You know, hashtag, you know, meaning the number of, you know, users, okay. right? And smiley face, you know, meaning, you know, more of a functional uh, or, you know, technical benefits and then dollar sign essentially translating those into, you know, dollar value impact at the company's bottom line, essentially. Exactly, right. and uh, exactly. Just to add here, we do the same. Okay, we uh, yeah. our operational metrics is hashtag. We track uh, the MAU monthly, uh, you know, active users. We track the number of web service calls and so on, number of right. failures generated, and uh, you know all these kind of metrics. In right. tactical metrics, we we track you know those numbers. Okay, yep. very much related to you know the functional uh, functional managers or the users, number of people using, uh, you know, number of opportunities or number of account related metrics and all. Those are all numbers. In strategic, right. it's mostly all about the, you know, dollar value. 
So, yes. uh, so we are quite aligned to our analytics goals, and we also do, uh, do uh, you know, refresh this value pyramid daily, okay, or or based on the quarter, quarterly. Okay. Let's say you know, uh, some for some models, it's it's mm-hmm. on a quarterly cadence. Some models, yep. it's updated daily. So, right. there is an automatic refresh of the values happening each and every day. So the leadership can actually see it on an ongoing basis and can also check. If there is any business value drift over, uh, you know, this uh, uh, this ML models, and if there is some drifts happening, then it's a time to actually uh, see what is happened, what happened to that ML model, and uh, you know, uh, retrain the models or you know, uh, enhance the models further. That is so powerful, um, and I'm just curious uh, to further drill down into your day to day. Uh, what what does a typical day you know look like for you? Mm-hmm. What do you enjoy the most about being in ML ops or supporting the machine learnings, right? And alternatively, what do you least enjoy the most? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I I enjoy each and every little thing that you know helps us innovate faster and make us you know better. Okay, ML ops. Uh, helps us automate a lot of things. And so we can do, you know, better, you know, data science related work. We can take participate in new developments and innovation. Okay. And what I list, uh, what I least enjoy in this ML of speed, uh, right. it's, uh, it's almost, I, I get a heart attack when I hear our production system or server has gone down or we get continuous alerts every day. And, uh, you know, that, that is something I don't, uh, I don't expect. Uh, and, yeah. and uh, this is something I least enjoy if you start getting those kind of, you know, alerts. And definitely you're not alone in that Subhanjan. I can totally <laughs> relate to that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's right. So how about, how about you? Yes, yeah. So like, yeah, data science space, okay. The MLS ops is the like, uh, the new thing. Everybody is excited about that. And the famous quote says, uh, computers are able to see, hear, and learn now. So welcome to the future. So right. we get, yeah, we get the challenging, interesting, and new problems to solve in our daily work. And which is something exciting and motivates you to learn and explore more. And that's what like I enjoy more to face challenges and getting the number of learning opportunities in terms of both uh, the product, the company, as well as the technologies. And this also helps like grow yourself as an individual and enabling your organization to make the right decision at the right time using the power of AI. So uh, yes, it is new, it is exciting. And uh, yes, we want to get into that. uh, Yeah, even though there are a number of challenges, but still, I'm enjoying this. In fact, uh, Altul is daily challenged on, you know, writing those dynamics query, uh, making sure that our ML, you know, the in-house ML command center, you know, is up right. to date. Uh, he have a lot of work to do, Alex, right? Yeah, uh, we, we get the request and he, uh, he, ha- he integrates everything, uh, you know, uh, right. those all the model results, uh, all the input data and all those things. And there are, you know, in that system, there are a lot of dynamic queries happening because uh, almost everything is automated. The, our objective to have this ML command center is a complete automated version, hands-free. Uh, 
okay we come here we see everything you know uh, we get alerts so we come to right. know we get a 360 view of the uh, you know of our all our ai models we see to, uh, see our values you know going up and down every day okay so it's completely hands free automated and uh, you know there are a lot of challenges uh, in keeping that system up to date you know uh, each and every day yeah that's right like from awesome. the technology technology point of view yeah the, the entire code is metadata metadata driven so anything that is any new metrics that you want to show any new logic is coming any new business function we want to enable everything is metadata driven we need not to like actually go into the code and then modify rather just modify the metadata test the system and then deploy so like making things easy by using the the new uh, new uh, the kind of functional programming concepts Awesome. I can only imagine. I had no idea what happens, you know, behind the scenes. So thank you for being, you know, transparent and sharing those. Uh, and out of curiosity as well, again, uh, I'm super curious today, by the way. And uh, how did you get into data science uh, and or, you know, ML ops field? Uh, what attracted you? Data science is my practice area. Okay, uh, I, I think more relevant question is how do we, uh, how did I get into this ML ops, right? And that was okay. because it was the need of the hour. Uh, our uh, amazing data scientists and ML data engineers uh, are building a lot of models, and which, which are getting into production. and And the best part is it is actively used by our business. Uh, and uh, you know, traditionally we we have our own you know R and Python servers. Uh, those open source packages, okay, and and uh, this is progressively, you know, becoming difficult and complex when you start, uh, you know, deploying more and more models in production. A uh, uh, lot of monitoring, you know, a lot of monitoring uh, happens. Uh, the development process manual and so on. So as a part of this uh, enterprise AI planning last year, we started building our ML command center and also plan to upgrade our development platforms to meet the growing needs of this rocket ship service now. Got it. Atul, yes. what's your story? Yes, so for me, like data science space is quite new uh, for most of my career uh, before I joined ServiceNow uh, was kind of like application engineer where I used to create the complex data pipelines using the big data technologies that were being used by the analysts and data scientists and all. So I was never into that like uh, actual data science space. But yes, when I joined ServiceNow in the last one and a half year, I got amazing opportunity to uh, to work with the like uh, amazing people as well as the, 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 the challenging business problems. So it's, it's, it's like, uh, yeah, very exciting for me. And we know like the, the data is the new oil of the 21st century. So right. yeah, so the d d data is like in the, from the all uh, applications or for our human society, data is like coming fast to us. So we can make the decisions uh, related to the data. We have enough data available. We are rightly using the data coming from the various sources. We can actually make an impactful uh, uh, system which can help our organization to grow. So that's what like excites me a lot. And I'm enjoying this uh, data in this space, yes. Amazing. Yeah, definitely I'm realizing, especially after speaking to uh, Mark and Michael on the prior episode who were uh -huh. data scientists by uh, almost accidental, if you will, right? And for those who are listening, there is no right or wrong path uh, coming to towards the data science field, if you will, right? Uh, as long, you know, sounds like, you know, you, you are curious, you want this, you're up for challenge. Uh, I guess, you know, the sky's the limit. 
absolutely uh, i agree there uh, but data science as a field was not non existence before 10 years right uh, uh, now if you see data scientists all of them comes from varied uh, background and this is what the makes the data science team so special because they uh, they uh, they are equipped with more than one skills okay and they can you know create those uh, those you know uh, intelligent applications and applications that uh, add values to the organization absolutely absolutely Plus, and the two-pronged question, uh, especially for those who are thinking, uh, joining and or transitioning into data science or AI ML uh, ops field, right? Mm-hmm. What would you advise them uh, to focus on to build, to nurture their skill sets in order to be successful in future roles? Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, along with, see, see, people are coming from different backgrounds. They are having the different technical skills. They are having the different business understanding uh, but to like uh, come and contribute actively in the data science area, uh, like we need to learn mathematics, statistics, uh, analytics, and modeling. Focus on these uh, uh, these technical these areas as well. Also, the main thing is like apply your passion in the learning and apply your passion in the work environment. Keep innovating, and as we say in the service now, always stay hungry and humble. Win as a team. So. Yeah, like uh, follow these practices and then yeah, always like uh, hungry to learn new technologies, always like uh, ready to take challenges. That's what like so great attitude. Yeah, and and uh, I'm with you, Atul, uh, on this win as a team and hungry and humble attitude. Uh, I think almost uh, all of our team members uh, have these qualities. Uh, now coming to uh, Alex questions. Uh, uh, as you said, Alex, there are two parts, right? One is learning AIML. Okay, right. and and I absolutely agree. We need to learn AIML because AIML is getting embedded into both application apps and analytics tools, right? Be it uh, CRM applications or, you know, kind of uh, marketing applications or IT application, any application, there is some, you know, uh, AI getting, you know, embedded into those applications. Even for the analytics tool, it gets embedded. So uh, uh, having an understanding of AIML is essential. Uh, for this, you need to do, you know, some homework like uh, how AIML adds uh, value to your capabilities and domain, and what can you do using AIML and so on. Okay. Now, if you want to be a practicing data scientist, uh, the learning curve is a bit steep, but possible. Uh, the main problem, the major problem that uh, we see people, you know, start grappling with each and everything that they find over internet, right? But I will suggest uh, master an area, uh, one area of AAML, <clears throat> such as NLP classification, regression, or recommendations, and have an idea about other streams, okay? Learn how to optimize models, feature engineering, etc. okay? Uh, and along with that, if if you are already in a you know data related field, then try yeah. learning machine learning, and see how you can better support a data science function with your existing skill set and new AIML knowledge. For us, uh, uh, data scientists, ML you know data engineers, ML operations engineer, all are equally important to run the show. Okay, so it doesn't matter who you are. What matters is the value you add with your skill set to our team's goals and vision. Got it. And thank you for all the insights and being super transparent and sharing all the hard-earned and hard-sweated uh, lessons learned from your past. 
And for those who haven't listened to the prior episode, please, you know, listen, you know, we, uh, we spoke with data scientist, uh, Michael uh, Alton and uh, Mark Maloon. So they shared, you know, great insights into how to break into data science who themselves, you know, had an untraditional or unconventional uh, transition into becoming data scientists. And thank you very much, Sibanjan and Atul. This has been you know, another great episode and I look forward to you know, having you both in the future. Thank you, Alex. It was nice speaking to you. Hey, thank you, Alex. This was an episode eight of Analytics at ServiceNow, produced by one and only Matt Ackerman. In the next episode, we will cover a day in a life of data viz gurus and data storytellers who make data sing every single day. Did I just sing? Anyway, thank you for listening. If you like this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share with others. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time.